Chris and Chris Talk Movies. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Chris Ferry, and of course, this is my co-host. My name is Chris Uddleston. And today we are both very excited to be talking to you about the Netflix original. They cloned Tyrone. Everything okay in there, baby? Where the money at? I'm an entrepreneur. I work in the spirit of the pimp game. You know your girl gotta know what's going on in these streets. That's the car right there. Come on. That make your spider senses tingle. What kind of shit is this? Like I'm in the twilight zone. Don't let the back door hit you. Uh, we gotta, we gotta go. I don't know what that was, but that wasn't me. Somebody is conducting experiments on us. Okay, we ain't got a time for that negativity. Go give me some goddamn wet that's something that's going You keep your pimp hand raised and be willing to protect the ones you love by any means necessary. I ain't scared. I'm a dope boy, remember? Excuse me, kind sir, but if you could pull me to the elevator that leads down to the Freaky Laboratory, I'll be out your atmosphere. Let's get it, man. We're on the scene trying to figure out what has happened. I see this shit fucked up. They out here cloning this. What the fuck going on in this bitch? That's right. That is the prevailing theory. Tell me, is it just a dream? Do you have a synopsis for us, Mr. Huddleston? I do. So this is a 2023 film. And... uh <clears throat> It's as you said, it's made for Netflix. And I had not seen this before, but you should see the poster for this. It's a takeoff of the Goonies poster, which is pretty great. I hadn't seen that before. But <clears throat> anyway, so this is the synopsis from Rotten Tomatoes. A series of eerie events thrusts an unlikely trio, John Boyega, Jamie Foxx, and Tayona, I don't know if I'm pro pronouncing that right, Paris, onto the trail of a nefarious government conspiracy in this pulpy mystery caper. Caper and it's John Boyega, Jamie Foxx, Tayona Paris, Kiefer Sutherland is in it, and also David Alan Greer. So, what did you think, Chris? <clears throat> I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I it took me. It started slow for me. It, it just took. I think they started straight and they put you in the world of this you know, the world of this hard knock neighborhood 
and that everybody's good in it. That was less interesting. Excuse me. That was less interesting to me um, than once things got rolling. And things got rolling pretty quick. You probably sit through the first twenty minutes before things really start to pick up speed. But man, once they take off, all of that setup was worth it because the character work is fantastic, the acting is fantastic, the writing is fantastic, the premise is really fun. I mean, it's a uh, it's homage to exploitation and a number of other things. Um, but it does, it feels fresh, you know, it, it feels original. I, it, Jamie Foxx is in it and this feels like he's a very A-list actor to being a, to be doing a project like this. And he just has so much fun with it. All the performances are amazing. Um, what did you think? Yeah, so we talk, we've you know done a few Netflix original movies, and uh, we did the Gray Man. We did the uh, the one uh, the the Zack Snyder uh, zombie movie. What was that? Vegas of the Dead or whatever. I don't remember, but it was Vegas. And you know, we talk a lot about how they feel like they were just created by an algorithm. You know, they're you know, uh, competently made and they have these big stars, but they're just very generic. Right. <clears throat> this film, as you said, felt very fresh. Uh, and as you said, it, it starts out with John Boyega and he is very much the straight man in this. And like you said, with the first 20 minutes or so, I thought, I thought this was supposed to be funny. And like, it's not, it's pretty dark, you know, and right. serious in the beginning, pretty bleak. Yeah, it's pretty bleak. And then so kind of a setup. Uh, so, you know, it's these characters are in this um, kind of underprivileged inner city neighborhood. Do you remember where it is? Is it no. near Atlanta or is it Chicago? I forget where it is. But but anyway, you know, everybody's life is kind of is kind of tough. And John Boyega is. So you have these characters. John Boyega is a drug dealer. Um uh, Jamie Foxx is a pimp. And then uh, Tayona Paris, I'm sure I'm mispronouncing her name, is she's a prostitute. So, you know, they're, they're kind of three people at the lowest rungs of society, basically. Um, but you really like these characters, you know, especially. So as you said, it really starts to pick up once once you get Jamie Foxx into it and, and Tayona Paris, because they're both hilarious. <clears throat> and again, you know, it's sort of a little bit the cliche of like the, the hooker with the heart of gold, but also the, the pimp with the heart of gold, you know, he acts like kind of tough, but he's actually the real soft, you know, <laughs> he's actually not, you know, uh, I'm jumping not ahead all a little that bit. mean or I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but so the three sure. of them are sort of engaged in un, un, unpacking what's going on here. And they're on the run. They've seen some crazy stuff and they end up going over to um, her grandma's house where she grew up as a kid. And she's just got every Nancy Drew book ever written. And so that kicks off this trope of like her being the Nancy Drew. She's like, whoa, what would Nancy Drew do? <laughs> Cracking the case. <laughs> just yeah. once. All right, so we should tell you this is a brand new thing. It's out now. Um, 
we do. If you have spoil. Netflix, just watch it. Yeah, I mean, we, we we spoil these movies, and I think this one's fun enough that you really should treat yourself to just watching it um, without us sort of giving you all these spoilers. But but we have to talk about it. It's just too juicy for me not to. So we've been you've been warned. Please come back. Very and very. To the rest of the, yeah, it's very. I don't. I don't think anybody probably who's listening to this show would care, but it's very, very R rated, mainly just dialogue. Yeah. Um, there's not really nudity in it and there's a little bit of violence, but it's mainly just the, the dialogue is very, yeah, it's very R rated. Um, but go ahead. Um, so that warning being given things really start to kick off. So we meet John Boyega's character and he goes over to collect some money from, the pimp and we're introduced to the prostitute who works for the pimp at, in that scene. And, you know, there's a little snappy dialogue and attitude and he goes back out to his car and the guys he, who he had collected from just before that roll up onto him and empty their clips. He's kill him in his car. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's, I mean, it's pretty bleak. <laughs> This guy we meet just gets killed in the first what five or ten minutes of the yeah of the movie and and then he wakes up in his bed and he starts going about his day and he starts repeating his actions so he goes around and he goes back to the pimp's place to collect and Jamie Foxx's reaction to seeing him again walk through the door is I think the first really fun moment of the movie because. <laughs> Yeah, as though ghost is just like I saw you do. I saw you get lit up like <laughs> last mm -hmm. night or whatever, and and that's when the pace starts to quicken, and we start to realize oh something very weird is going. I mean the title, they clone Tyrone, tips the mm -hmm. hand enough for you to be like oh okay okay here we're gonna find out, but then they end up they end up going to get some. Uh, some fried chicken or something. And they're, they looking around and they notice that it's like, everybody's super happy in the chicken place. And it starts to dawn on them. He's like, slaps the chicken out of something. He's like, don't eat it. It's in the chicken. <laughs> yeah. And they start to kind of peel back, um, peel back the beginning of this kind of grand conspiracy that is starting with knowing this guy's dead and him having no memory of it. And something really strange happening and then mm -hmm. you know they end up in these underground <clears throat> layers and it turns to turns and it turns out to be true there's this enormous conspiracy i don't know i what are some of your favorite elements of this so the this reminded me <clears throat> a lot of a coen brothers movie because of the dialogue the dialogue yeah. is very the coen brothers love to and the Coen brothers will, will have unintelligent characters and these characters in this movie are not unintelligent. They're just, you know, probably not super educated in a, in a formal sense, <clears throat> but they, they do something that the Coen brothers do where they love to take these people. You know, if you think of a, of a movie like, uh, Oh brother, where art thou? We mm -hmm. have these dumb guys in it, but they have these, big flowery dial, you know, dialogue right. where they use these. And that's how this is where they use this very flowery language with these big words 
And it's just it, the way they deliver it is just so great. I mean, uh, so this Tayona uh, Paris, I only knew her from she was in she's a Marvel um, per, uh, she actually is what she's a, a Captain Marvel or something. I haven't seen the Captain yeah. Marvel movies, but she's in um, WandaVision. That's what I knew her from. And, you know, she's playing serious characters in this or in those movies, whereas in this or those shows, she just shows such great comedic timing. I mean, she steals oh, yeah. the movie at times, oh, I think, yeah. you know, you know, going up against and I mean, and that's the, saying something in, in a movie with Jamie Foxx in it. Jamie Foxx. He's a virtuoso on screen. He really is. Yeah. And you have John Boyega here who, if you've only seen him in the Star Wars movies, he's he's almost a little bit unrecognizable. He's a lot bigger. Like, he's bulked up a bunch. But he plays, what, three characters in this? So he's Tyrone. Yeah. And then, yeah. I don't want to say too much, but there's essentially like an older version of him and then also an evil version of him. And he's playing all those characters and he's this English guy doing this great, you know, American guy living in the hood accent, you know? Yeah. Um, so I just thought what, what I loved so much about this movie is just the brilliant dialogue. I mean, the dialogue is just fantastic, but you have, it's also unique in that you're combining all, you know, it's a mystery, it's science fiction, it's, you know, black exploitation. even though they're, they're kind of turning that on its head. They are. Um, and I, you know, Netflix cranks out so much stuff and I think this just kind of came and went and people didn't see it. And, you know, I, I kind of figured this would be huge based on the people who are in it but I haven't heard anybody talk about it at all. You know, and I've told several people that, you know, I watched it and I was telling you about it and I, I would have been really surprised if you didn't like this, but yeah. you know, I was telling you, it was like, Oh, I think we have to do this. Cause this is great. Cause I, you know, I thought it would be right up, right up your alley, you know, but it is, it's so smart and it's so fun and it's so of the moment. Like I think, mm -hmm. You know, there's all this kerfluffle around woke. Then nobody even knows what woke really means. But it, it occurred to me a couple of times in this is that these three kind of wake up to this. You know, why does it always feel like, did I lose you? You're making an interesting face. No, no, sorry. I was looking at, sorry. I was looking at, I wanted to look up who, I didn't say who the director is his name is Jewel Taylor. We can talk a little bit more about him here in a bit, but yeah, but it, it's you know, these folks are living a life that feels very much oh, under you. the boot heel of the system, and there's just not any way out for them. And it's clearly not because they're not intelligent. You know, yeah. I, I think we 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 prove through the movie how savvy and competent and then scrappy and intelligent um all of these characters are and so the, the the movie kind of manages to have its cake and eat it too it gets mm -hmm. to be a black exploitation film that is a send-up of black exploitation films that mm -hmm. is a social satire that is um 
you know, an underdog triumph story that although it's set very much in, um, you know, a black community, I found myself resonating with these characters, right? And, yeah. and I think it's accessible to all audiences. It certainly felt, it certainly felt like it allowed me to access content that maybe it's maybe it's just me in previous you know years of my life but which i felt was by design a little bit exclusive to a, a specific audience right this mm -hmm. was made for a black audience and it's not really you know you white folks aren't going to enjoy it as much because you're not supposed to you know mm -hmm. um Again, maybe that's just baggage I'm bringing to to actual black exploitation stuff, but yeah, I let me stop you there that, for a second. This made that feel limiting. It really felt like this was accessible to all audiences, although they are sticking to the template pretty closely. Yeah. Did you ever watch Atlanta? The the Donald Glover show? I have not, and and other friends of mine have almost beaten me down. Yeah, it's incredible. Stick. Yeah, but because but they're like, you're you fool, you have to watch this. Yeah, but definitely at times watching it, I felt a little bit like, you know, am I the audience for this? Even though I was way into it, I felt that a little bit, kind of what you're saying a little bit at times with it, where it's like, eh, you know, is this is this just supposed to be for black audiences? But I know tons of white people who, who love sure. Atlanta. So I don't know if that's the case. So yeah, I did not, you know, this first and foremost is for, I think anybody who likes science fiction. I mean, it's not science, it's not science fiction, laser beams and alien science fiction. Um, but, and it's, you know, it's somewhat horror as well. So that's another genre that that's in there, but it's, People who like science fiction and like mysteries and like Coen Brothers right. movies, right. which is a weird combination, but I think any of those people would like. So you definitely, you know, I think is this anybody can watch this and and uh, um, I, I would say watch it with subtitles because you it's some of it's so fast um, you you'll miss some jokes if you don't, you know. And I really wanted to, so I watched this several weeks ago and I really wanted to watch it a second time before we recorded. And I didn't just because I know there were lines that I missed, you know, the, the first time around a lot of it is just cause I was, you know, I watched it by myself, but I was laughing too. You know I mean? Yeah. It's, it's laugh out loud, loud. Yeah, funny. It really is. The writing is so good. And my impulse is to, quote my favorite jokes and i'm uncomfortable doing that because it's yeah. so laced with the n-word yeah that I, I can't really accurately quote it exactly yeah <laughs> i don't want to yeah i don't want to repeat it lines, is laugh out hilarious. loud funny yeah and you do I, I would go back because the delivery is so sharp and so fast that sometimes i would miss the next joke because i was laughing mm -hmm. so hard at the previous bit yeah. And they're just, they're, exactly. it's a mile a minute. Like, I, I wondered mm -hmm. how much of it was improvisation because it felt so off the cuff. And it, I mean, maybe it was all scripted. Maybe it was a combination of both, but it really sang. I thought, 
wow, this is this is great stuff. And I'm always hungry for truly funny, smart content. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Now, this director, he started out, his name is Joel Taylor, and he started out as just a writer. He wrote Creed II, uh, Space Jam, A New Legacy, a couple of other things that I haven't heard of before. But this is his first, uh, this is his directorial debut. So super impressive. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, after I watched this, I thought, wow, um, I hope this did well enough that he gets to do more stuff like this because, yeah. you know, this is just based on this movie. This is a really, really talented writer and director yes. that, yeah. you know, um, you know, I don't know if Marvel will scoop him up or something, but I'd like to see him get to do more stuff like this. I wouldn't want him to to get. I mean, Netflix is already the big leagues, but I wouldn't want him to get so studioed up so fast that he yeah. had to cut some of the subversiveness from it. Exactly. Because I think yeah. it gives it as fun and as funny as it is, and I think really creepy. Some genuinely creepy yes. sometimes, uh, for sure, and upsetting. Um, yeah, this has real teeth. And oh yeah, I'd hate to see this uh, director, you know, get neutered, get sort of, of neutered, of, yeah, of that yeah, ability, exactly. you know, because it's that's what it's one of the things that makes it so so terrific. My one criticism that I had of this, and this is a little bit nitpicky, but the villain is Kiefer yeah. Sutherland. Yeah, yeah, and I, I like Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. I didn't think that he worked that well in this it just it's pretty two-dimensional yeah yeah it seemed like with the other characters you know with the main characters in it the the dialogue just flowed so well and with him it just didn't i, I think I, I don't know exactly who else you would put in this but um i i just he just didn't work for me i think part of it was the writing i mean i think part of it was that the villain was written to be less interesting than the heroes and the villain is a kind of a, he's like a Bond villain. He's just, he spends a lot of time monologuing, explainerating mm -hmm. how yeah. it is and why it has to be this way. And you, you, you'll, you'll see it once you, you know, if you look at it long enough, you'll understand why it's got to be this way. And he just does not shut up. Mm -hmm. And they give him sort of a Southern accent. I'm like, we get it. We get it. We get it. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So I think. I do understand the impulses and the justification for all those choices, but I guess I felt like it was a little bit of a safe choice. And the, the, the entire film is successful enough that you could have sustained a genuinely, at least a more complex mm -hmm. villain than that. He was the least interesting part of the movie to me. For sure. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah, that was the only with the scenes that he were in was in. I I felt like it kind of slowed the movie down. You know, yeah, I mean they have to have a villain, but yeah, um, but yeah, the and the mystery of all of it being unraveled is really fun. Um, but yeah, I I uh, again I I don't know how well it did. I just haven't seen much with it ab about it. But uh, 
I mean, I would love to see these characters in something else. You know, I would love it if they could do another movie with these three because <laughs> they're just so much fun. How how could where could you take it from here? Yeah, I don't know what they would do with it, but right because uh, where where could you escalate to? But it's just one of those movies where you just enjoy spending time with these characters so much. Yeah, that you know, it's almost like uh, I remember with. Once upon a time in Hollywood, that um, Quentin Tarantino said with that movie that basically what he wanted you to have is just sort of this feeling of hanging out with those two guys, yeah. As much as anything, as much you know of a, and you watch that movie and you just love you you love to hang out with those two characters, and that's yeah. exactly how I felt with this. They're, yeah, they're just so enjoyable to watch and to listen to. You to know, them banter in things. the car and yeah. you know. Um yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was great. I mean, we could go through it scene by scene. Um it's been a while. There's been a lot going on in my life since I watched this. It's only been like <laughs> what a week and a half since we watched it, but I've been very, very busy and mm-hmm. um I don't know, you'd have to remind me of specific stuff to talk about but i did watch the first episode of ahsoka mm-hmm. which so what did you, you think recommended. of that um yeah i like it i think um i think i need to watch episode two tonight when i'm in my night brain because i sort mm-hmm. of watched it at the, in the afternoon and my brain isn't firing on all cylinders now you haven't seen any of the animated star wars stuff right I I watched, um, so there was the, there was what the Clone Wars that was, I watched the one, some of the one that was the traditional animation and then they later did the computer, computer animation one. So I haven't seen any of the computer animation one, but I watched some of the, you know, and it was in whenever that was 2003 or something like that. So I don't remember any of, so was she. Was she in both things, or is is she the Clone she Wars? In was Anakin and Obi Wan, and mm-hmm. then they did after they finished the whatever three seasons, four seasons, I don't know how many seasons of the Clone Wars they did. Then they did another animated uh, series they called Rebels, Star mm-hmm. Wars Rebels, and that is supposed to take place at the very beginning of between the the prequels and so between episode three and four of the films Mm. and it's a whole new set of characters and ahsoka is in that okay and we see some of darth vader come into that and we see um Darth Maul come into that. But otherwise, the people she's running around with are this band of folks we've never met before. And in this episode, that is clear. It's that group of people, right? The pilot okay. who's like a Twi'lek. Am I saying the name wrong? That the green? I'm not sure. Tails, right? That's Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah, but... But those characters are all from the animated uh, series Rebels. Okay. And they're looking for Ezra, right? Ezra is mm-hmm. the sort of Luke Skywalker of that animated series. And 
So it's interesting to me to see that translated into live action. They're not remaking stuff they've already done, but they are directly referencing as canon that animated series that ran for at least two seasons and maybe three also. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I watched it all. I mean, I, it was, I found it entertaining, uh, but uh, I don't remember all the minutia. There's a scene where Ahsoka was, um, Ahsoka Tana was for a while Anakin Skywalker's Padawan. Okay. So he becomes Darth Vader and um, they fight. <laughs> it's really, an, it's, it's one of the highlights of the series to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder if we'll see Darth Vader come into, well, wait a minute. This is after, this takes place after episode six, right? So he's, Vader's dead by the time, right? The Empire's <laughs> been overthrown. I think so, yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but. So one Vader's of, dead. One of the things, now, but, you know, they can show him in flashbacks or whatever, but I, from what I understand, Anakin is going to be in this at, at some point from just what I've read. But um, one thing along the lines of what you're saying I read quite a bit of stuff today with people saying, well, if you haven't seen the, you know, if you haven't watched the the animated shows, then you're not going to know what's going on. Well, I haven't. And yeah. I didn't feel confused at all watching the the first two episodes. No, they, it all made a, complete sense to me. They do a pretty good job of sort of explaining this and that. It's just a, for people, there's a sort of a meaningful eyebrow and a tone of voice, you know. You're mm-hmm. going to want to hear about, he's got news about Ezra, you know, and if yeah. you don't know who Ezra is, you're like, okay, Ezra is important to her as clearly evidenced by her response to that. But yeah, if you have watched all the series, then there's this rich backstory and you know what Ezra means and you know who okay. Ezra was and who Thrawn is. People are very excited about Grand Admiral Th- Thrawn, who is the bad guy of that series. He's this sort of high level Imperial and Thrawn, Brilliant. I believe, General. goes all the way back to, I think Thrawn, as he, if if I'm not mistaken, is before even the Clone Wars cartoon. I think he was in the like Shadow of the Empire, those books. Oh, really? Um, which I didn't read those, but yeah, I think he goes way back to like the 90s, mm. you know, the, our 1990s. Um, and he uh, is voiced by Lars Mikkelsen, Mads Mikkelsen's brother. Is it Lars? Oh. Right, I don't he's know. Voiced by him, I don't think I knew he had a brother. And I, I think he's portrayed by him now on the live action thing. He's all blue. He's got blue skin and red right, eyes, right. and he's a very sort of soft-spoken guy. But he's like his brilliant tactician. He was a formidable um, mm-hmm. enemy. So people um, are very excited about that. Yeah, I know people have been wanting to see him, you know, in a live action thing for a long time. But I think that goes all the way back to Shadows of Shadows of the Empire. Those books, I think. Um, I think it looks really expensive, which has been especially the Obi One uh, series. My biggest one of my big complaints with it is it looked cheap. Um, you can get that a bit at times with with the Mandalorian too, but I, I feel like this looks really expensive, um, and it feels it feels like Star Wars. You know, you have that opening scene I agree. that that looks very much like the opening, you know, of, of a new hope. And so, yeah, it feels, you know, whereas 
some of the stuff can get in. I watched a couple of episodes of um, Andor, and it was okay, but I just thought it was kind of slow. And you know the the uh, this newest season of Mandalorian, I still haven't finished. And when it's when it's Mandalorian and Baby Yoda doing stuff, I'm in on it. But then they get into these other side characters that I just don't care anything about. Right. right. Um, so. Uh, you know, even though th- with this show, these are characters I don't really know. I feel like they're really compelling. And uh, I just, at least the first couple of episodes, I, I think are really great. And yeah, it's definitely, you know, among the best stuff that, um, that they've done with these series since I think it's a lot better than the Obi-Wan series. Yeah. Um, there's and, so you know, much content along the lines now. of the really good Mandalorian stuff. There's so much content now that I just the stuff that feels like it's got a good stiff wind in its sails, like the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. the original s- series. Um, I can't wait till the next episode drops, and then, you know, I like the property, but like this latest Mandalorian, it's little things. It's like it's it's his voice, but it's not him on screen anymore. It's somebody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't feel, it just doesn't grab me. I, you know, not enough. I don't sit there at night with my remote and think, Ooh, there's a new installment of whatever. I didn't, I watched a little bit of Andor and I thought, Oh, this is moody and dark and gritty, but hmm, you know, that's how I didn't hate it. I just didn't come back to it, you know? So, right. Exactly. In Boba Fett, I watched the book of Boba Fett. I watched, but by the you know, there was a couple of places where I was like thinking about switching away from it, you know. And so I skipped with that one. I skipped a couple of episodes and just went to the end, and I thought it was great. When, yeah. You know, the last couple of a, a friend of mine was just like, I started it, and I was like, "Do you like this?" And she's like, "Ah, just skip to the end. You're yeah. not really going to miss anything." And I didn't. I watched the last two episodes i think and yeah i didn't feel like i missed anything at all i did exactly the same thing with obi-wan nobody wants to watch filler right so if it starts to feel like filler you know and why are you what's what's the appeal right so hopefully this one does not do that but with the first two episodes i'm really in and the uh i really like the two i assume they're sith um, the woman and the and the big guy with the beard are they in the in the animated stuff too? No, well, oh, not okay. that I remember. Again, I didn't watch it like a zealot. I did watch mm-hmm. it all. I would I would go to the gym and I would want to do thirty minutes on the treadmill and I'd pull it up mm-hmm. on my iPhone and watch another episode of that because I don't yeah. like doing the treadmill. So I would use TV sure. as a it's boring. So you know, I watched it all, but I don't know how thoroughly I absorbed it all. Mm-hmm. But I don't. But yeah, I think those two. This this has really great set design and and uh, and and like I say, it it feels like Star Wars to me. Some of the other stuff at, at times feels a little bit like fan fiction, but I didn't I didn't have that feeling with this so far. So I'm I'm into it. Cool. Well, I feel like we didn't we didn't go super deep into they clone Tyrone, but I don't have a lot. I mean. I don't know. I I just enjoyed yeah, like you it said, so much. I don't want to like analyze it. I was just enjoying the ride. <laughs> like you said, I don't want to repeat jokes, but there's just some great. I mean, you could just rip off dialogue from this, but 
Um, yeah, I, you know, if you're somebody that already has Netflix and this sounds like something that's interesting to you, watch it because this is, I mean, definitely, uh, one of the best movies that I've seen this year and I haven't, you know, it seems like reviews on it were pretty good. I don't, what is Rotten Tomatoes? It's, uh, uh, it's 94% on Rotten Tomatoes and then a hundred percent audience score. Um, so people that have seen it enjoyed it and maybe it's done better than what I thought, but I just seen no conversation about this anywhere. Yeah. Um, the performances are just so delicious. They're just really, really, even if all of the other stuff you're not particularly interested in, it's just some wonderful, wonderful acting and, and, and everybody, you know, and we do the same, but everybody's talking all the time about how they're sick of sequels and prequels and remakes. And this is a completely is original, original yeah, absolutely. very original. I mean, I, I, I can't say that I have ever seen anything that I would say is just like this. That's right. You know, and there's they're tropes, not, you know, there's tropes yeah. and there's cloning is not original and government conspiracy is not original and government conspiracy along racial lines is not original. So it has great fun with these familiar things, but the execution of it just feels so fresh to me. It's really, really great. Yeah. I loved it. Thumbs way up. And like I said, you have to check out this poster for it, which I had not seen. That's you know, a riff on the, on the Goonies poster. We should put it on the socials link. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Post. I will do that. Socials. Um, so, I mean, we're not, we, we haven't gone as long as we usually go. I I've just had, I'm, I'm worn out, man. I've had, we produced, um, the end of the liminal, which we were working on for four days, Thursday through Sunday. And Travis mm-hmm. was up here and then, Monday morning, getting ready to go to the airport at the Airbnb, he fell down the stairs and he oh, hurt his no. and he broke his foot. <laughs> oh God! So he was going to fly out Monday, and he changed his plane ticket and flew out on Wednesday. And you know, I had to help him get all of his stuff to the airport and all sure. his camera equipment and everything, get it on the plane. And that was like so. By Wednesday afternoon, I was just sleep deprived and worried about him. And yeah. And then Thursday I took to kind of recover or I guess, yeah. What day is it? Thursday? No, the rest of the day I took to recover and then I'm producing another movie this weekend. (laughs) So (laughs) I spent, uh, all day today scrambling to play catch up with that. And Mm. I'm beat. I mean, I'm loving it. I've, I'm having more fun than I've had in a long time. I just, uh, I love doing this, but, uh, haven't been getting great sleep and uh, tired is tired. Even when you're having fun, you know, tired is tired. Yeah. We went to a, we actually went to a great concert last night. The old crow medicine show. Have you ever heard of them? Yeah. Yeah. Band out of Nashville. They were so much fun. They just were uh, having a great time on stage and it was a terrific show. Was that local? Yeah. There's a brewery up here that you would love called uh, Treehouse. And uh-huh. it's up in Deerfield. It's about, I don't know, 35, 40 minutes north of us. Oh, okay. And um, it's a huge place that has an outdoor stage. And it was great. I, I haven't been drinking. I'm almost two months without drinking. Like, I drink non-alcoholic beer, but without actually oh, okay. drinking alcohol. And so I, I was, 
I haven't had too much trouble with it, but being at this kind of amazing brewery and not drinking their beer was a little bit of a challenge for me. Did they have any non-alcoholic stuff there? Well, they have seltzers and things like that, but they don't brew a non-alcoholic beer. Um, Oh, okay. But, um, but it was, it was a super fun time. Yeah, that's cool. But I mean, also another late night. So I'm like, I've been burning the candle at both ends, man. And I love it, but I'm like, the our listeners can probably hear it. I've been cracking off yawns. It's only seven thirty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I get oh, it. And I, I don't. For those of you who are watching, but you haven't seen this yet. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, I something. I had an infection in. Oh God. In my gum, and I, I had to take out my tooth. Oh my God. I know. I wish I had this this flipper. I wish I had it gold. <laughs> yeah, you should have. Well, it looks great. Like you can't tell at I all. Know, I know. And I, the careful listener will probably hear that I've got a little more of a a, a hissy syllabus because it the thing. It, I mean, know, I didn't notice. But is it a pain it, to wear the thing, or is it? No, you get real. Not, you get used to it real quick. I don't eat. You can't. Oh, good. I mean, you're supposed to be able to eat with it in, but I don't want to break it, so I take it out mm-hmm. to eat. Okay. Put it back in. You know, brush my teeth, put it back in. Yeah. But uh, it's gonna take a while. They gotta. This has to heal, and then they put the post in, which he could have done right away, except for the infection. Um, like oh, if okay. I'd been playing hockey and they knocked my tooth out, mm-hmm. he could have gone ahead and put the post in when he was doing the extraction but mm-hmm. because he had that there was just such a big infection that was killing the tooth so uh, was it i mean were you like in pain was that how you knew to go or at, did they just find first, it for a checkup at first i had a toothache and that's what took me to the dentist and they did oh, scans okay. and they're like oh boy you got a big infection there and i had like a big bubble that was starting to form in my gum. oh wow but that didn't hurt. That stopped being oh. painful. But they're like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, you're going to lose that tooth." Mm. So, man, there's been all kinds of stuff. Lots, lots, <laughs> lots going on. But yeah, man, I can't wait. I will share some of this footage with you. We got yes, some absolutely gorgeous footage this past weekend. Every time we've gotten back together, we've upped the game. In terms, because mm-hmm. we all we got this great group of people, we're collaborating, and we're all learning from each other, and we're all um, sort of trying not competitively, but we're all trying to just make it the best thing we can. And Travis sure. being the principal among everybody, but we got these two great camera guys that are also doing it, that are just coming with great ideas, and oh. it's it's paying off. The footage is absolutely beautiful. I, looking at it in the camera and Travis is dumping it all. I mean, you know, he broke his foot, so he's had some recovery time. He's dumping all of the footage to uh, a lower resolution format. That's easier to preview. We shot it in six K. So the files are huge. Wow. And apparently the reason he wants to do that is it just gives us more flexibility with the finished image. Mm -hmm. But when you look at six K footage raw, it looks very washed out. Oh, um, for technical reasons that I don't understand enough to explain. Mm-hmm. Right. But, um, yeah. but, but it gives you more flexibility in terms of if you want to push in or reframe the image a little bit, you have the capacity to do that because there's so much data captured mm-hmm. and it gives you, um, 
a much more flexible palette in terms of colorization. So you can go, oh, okay. it, it, and he wanted to do that, I think, not because we're ever going to project it in an IMAX theater mm-hmm. uh, as much as he wasn't quite certain when he started. He wanted the flexibility, basically. Sure. But it makes processing the files pretty unwieldy. They're very big files. Yeah. I'm sure. Anyway, that's probably boring to everybody else, but uh, it's interesting I, to me. But... When I have some of it, I'll show you what I'm talking about. Some of yeah, I showed I'd you the picture of the of the spooky with the fingers coming over the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> these bury that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that looks great, but these look magic. It's so good. So I'm really excited. That's awesome. I can't wait yeah. to see it. Yeah. Um, do we have any thoughts about what to do next? I admit I haven't really thought much about it, but I'm sure you probably haven't. You know what? I, I did have a couple of thoughts. And oh, okay, great. I, I'm, forget, I'm forgetting them at the moment, but it'll come back to me. I'll text you. Okay. Um, you know, we, we talk about stuff like we what, we just talked about something. You just referenced a movie earlier, and I'm like, well, why don't we? I mean, have, we've, have, we've done Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Did we already do that? Mm-mm. I don't think we've done any Tarantino. Why don't we do that? I mean, that's an amazing. Okay, sure. Movie. Yeah, I'd like if, to watch. If it again. not next, we should talk about that movie. I think that okay, movie is sure, yeah. Kind of his. It's kind of his masterpiece. Like I almost feel I, like that's the movie he's been building to across his whole career, and that's I mean, he, you know, he won the Palme d'Or for yeah. <laughs> For Pulp Fiction, I think many people would hold that up as his masterpiece. But I feel like Once Upon a Time in in Hollywood is even more. There's just subtlety to it in ways. I don't know. We don't have to. You know, speaking of him, we also talked about. Did you tell me that you have not seen Jackie Brown or? No, I saw Jackie Brown. Oh, okay. I was thinking it's been a while. They had seen it, so but yeah, because that's one that's. That's one that's underappreciated that I think I think that you know people don't talk about much. But yeah, we can do once upon let, a time in Hollywood. That would be great. But let's yeah, and let's sleep on it. I feel like there's a lot of stuff okay. that has been swirling around in my head recently. Like I've never seen The Wrestler. Which oh God! Is I think it's a crime. <laughs> yes, I think I've committed. Uh, we might. I've confessed I, to a crime by not having seen that. So I I need to watch that. We could talk about that. I mean, let's do that next because I I. That's another one of those that's, you know, same director. It's a little bit like um, Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. One of those, like, great movies that you don't ever want to watch again. Yeah. Um, Wrestler is not as bad as that in terms of, you know, but it's still very emotional. Yeah. Uh, So I watched it in the movie theater and loved it and have just not ever revisited. But, yeah, let's do that next. I love that. And also another one that I think you have not seen is Mother also. Mother, I haven't, is I haven't like, seen Mother. There's so much to talk to you about that. So yeah, we haven't done any. We haven't done any Tarantino. We haven't done any. Um, Aronofsky. Well, we did Death Proof. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, we did do that. Um, but we haven't done any Aronofsky. You know, so yeah, I, yeah. Let's do the Wrestler. That would be great. Well, and you haven't seen the, the Moses one, right? I've never seen the Moses one. No, and that's or kind no. of. You know, I mean, I don't yeah. want to badmouth Darren Aronofsky, but. Uh, you know, as his films go, that's a little bit outside of his usual wheelhouse. That's a you biblical know, doing a, films. I mean, it's a you know. big bite. Um, yeah, but you I, should see it. I know you're a you're a super fan. You, you, yeah, you I mean, definitely I definitely have to see it. You know. Yeah, I've I've meant to watch it, but I just w- wasn't that 
and oh, we did Black Swan too. We did Black Swan. That's right. Uh, but um, did you ever finish that uh, sixty-five, the one about the dinosaurs with never, Adam? Driver? Never went. Never went back to it because that's what. But you said it like what you saw of it wasn't too great, right? It just it's like we were talking about with the other original content. It's kind of generic. The, it just, I just. I got tired in it in the middle of it. And then I just never felt the urge to come back to it. And it's hard for me to put my finger on it. The look of it is good. Adam driver's a terrific actor. There's a kid in it. It just felt, I think the formula of it just didn't feel okay. So now they're in trouble and now they got to try and I don't know. It just didn't sink his teeth into me, so to speak. <laughs> I don't know if we if we talked about this before, but a few weeks ago, my mom went out of town uh, and my dad wasn't feeling too well. So she asked if I would go and I just stayed with my dad a couple of nights while she was gone. And so, you know, it was like we're together. It's like, hey, let's watch a movie. So, you know, I'm trying to find stuff that, you know is going to be palatable to him, but also I'm not going to feel like I want to jab my eyes out or anything like that. Right. So we watched, uh, and I don't even remember what, it, I think it's called red notice, something like that with, uh, Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot and the rock. Did we talk about this? No. And it's pretty much what you can imagine. It's yeah. again, super, super generic. The one thing that made it good for me is just, it was just Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds. Uh, you know, he's basically just playing Deadpool pretty much in it. But, you know, there are these two, they're like these two world renowned art thieves, him and the rock and, uh, or, or actually Ryan Reynolds is Dwayne, the rock Johnson, internationally renowned art yeah. thief. So I take that back. Ryan Reynolds is actually the art thief and, uh, the rock is a professional rock wrestler. He's a professional wrestler. Yeah. He's like the CIA agent or FBI agent or whatever that. And then they have to team up, you know, and all this custom make those suits to fit those uh, shoulders. Exactly. But there's a scene where, you know, they try to make it like Indiana Jones basically, but there's a scene where they go to like South America to this Nazi uh, bunker that has all this stuff in it. You know, there's clues that they have to get there or whatever. And the bad Gal Gadot is the bad guy in it. Really? And yeah. And I mean, she is gorgeous, yeah. but she's not a good actor. I mean, she's not. I think she's good she's at what she's a movie star. She, I think she, she's yeah. good at the, the things that she's good at, but, but Meryl Streep, she ain't. She's a great Wonder Woman. I mean, she's pretty much perfect, you know, for Wonder Woman. Not but, everybody but, could play that role, by the way. But no. She does pull it no. off. Yeah, she's really good at but but being this villain at this, she's not great. But they um uh, find this bunker and there's like Hitler's car from 1935 or whatever. And the bad guys come in after them and they start the car up. It's been (laughs) South America for almost a hundred years. Right. Drive it off. Right. You know, first of all, grade gas, the, the tires haven't rotted or anything. It just starts right up and they're just able to drive. I mean, I know there's this, (laughs) <laughs> what's that it was purring like a kitten yeah i couple know of, there's suspension backfires of dusty backfires and then it's <laughs> exactly like it's got v8 off they go i know there's suspension of disbelief but like this was just really ridiculous yeah. but uh yeah. you know it was entertaining like i said i didn't feel like i wanted to jump off of a bridge or, or whatever but i i think it, had it not had ryan reynolds in it i don't think i could have 
stood right. to watch it, you know, because right. just him being just making, you know, one liners, just making fun of the rock all through it made it pretty entertaining. But yeah. I'm sure it was a massive hit on Netflix, which speaking of her, she has like the number one thing on Netflix right now. Yeah. Which is different, another different movie. Thing. Yeah. So. But uh, yeah. Well, what I mean, so I think unanimously we super thumbs way up for uh, yeah. they clone Tyrone. Absolutely. Strongly yeah, recommended. It. It's great. Um, yeah. Really, really entertaining. And um, I mean, we, we can commit to the wrestler for next time or we can just say we'll probably do something by Aronofsky or maybe we'll do. I don't know. We're going to do one of those things. So you yeah, can watch we'll, all we'll of those just, things. We'll just. We'll think about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. those are all things worth watching, you know. Excuse me. So, yeah, um, since you haven't seen The Wrestler, yeah, we should No, no, I haven't. And uh, everybody's like, I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> I'm like, I'm <laughs> yeah. I'll, we'll watch are, it. I'll watch it. People are very violent about trying to get you to watch this. I know. What is it? Why did everybody get off me? It's a free country. Last time I checked. I might, <laughs> might lose more teeth if you... I know I, I you can't don't lose any things. more teeth. I <laughs> I need the ones I got, guys. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's Already. let's sign off. Chris and Chris talk movies at gmail.com. That's our handle. We're on the socials. Uh like and subscribe. Uh leave us a message. Let us know what you're thinking about it. That's all happy, good time, fun stuff, and makes us feel like we're not talking out into a empty universe. Um, thank exactly. you for your continued listening ship or if this is your first time hey thanks for listening to us <laughs> yes thank you this is a very well rehearsed speech um, it and, is so I guess uh, unless you have anything else you'd like to add Mr. Huddleston I think that's all the two of us will talk to all of you next week bye <laughs> <laughs>